Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of TMI's PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. Today, I'm excited to bring you another faculty feature episode highlighting one of our amazing TMI teachers and giving you a chance to learn more about her path here to TMI, what makes her so passionate about our students, and what's happening in her classroom. Joining me today in the studio for this faculty feature is English teacher Alice Bilbury. Welcome, Alice. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. So Alice is a graduate of the Booker T. Washington High School of the Performing and Visual Arts in Dallas, Texas. She then went on to earn both her bachelor's and master's degrees from Trinity University here in San Antonio. And then she taught for 12 years at Lee High School before joining the TMI community in August of 2017. So before we jump into all things TMI, tell me a little bit more about your history and your path that led you into teaching. Well, Stephanie, it started really early. Um, I have very uh, early memories as a child teaching my stuffed animals, their ABCs. Mm -hmm. um, and in school, I always loved my teachers. Um, I can remember after fourth grade, say, I thought to myself, I'm going to be a fourth grade teacher. And then after fifth grade, it was, oh, no, <laughs> now I want to teach fifth grade um, and on and on. Um, but when I got to college, um, one of my friends who actually graduated from TMI, mm -hmm. um, he was taking education classes and I was like, this is a thing. Um, so he introduced me to the Trinity Education Department. Um, and like you said, I got my bachelor's and master's from there. Mm -hmm. um, it was such a rich experience to go through their, their teacher ed program. Um, and I guess kind of the rest is history. Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing what I love every single day. What subjects would you teach your stuffed animals? Has it always been English, or did you give them a well-rounded education? Um, I think it was mostly English-related. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit of math here and there, but once you know, once the math got pretty complicated um, and difficult, I couldn't teach it any longer. Get <laughs> that out of the stuffed animal curriculum, right? <laughs> So what motivates you? You've obviously had, you've been inspired since you were a child to, to follow this path for yourself. What truly motivates you to, to teach every single day? Um, I just love coming every day to school and learning from the kids. They mm -hmm. are so fun and so interesting to be around. Um, I think teaching lessons themselves kind of takes a back burner um, oftentimes it's not it's not always about the the you know the grammar and the the sentences or necessarily reading the books it's about talking to kids about their lives and finding their mm -hmm. interests um, and integrating those into um, the curriculum and learning about them as people um, also um, I just can't wait to see where they go in life. Um, mm -hmm. It's fun to stay in touch. Um, I have a student who's a journalist up in Austin mm -hmm. now. Um, I have students who have different careers in the arts and in the culinary field. So it's fun to keep in touch with them on social media and just see what they're up to. Mm -hmm. um, and also that aha moment um, when they happen. 
um, in the classroom keeps me motivated and coming back day after day. I just love to see students when their face faces just lighten up with that moment of, oh, I got it, or I made a connection. Um, so the they don't happen every day, but when they do, they're really exciting. Well, and you've probably seen quite a few of those because you've been teaching 14 or 15 years now. Well, right 14 and then, my, you know, my internship. Mm -hmm. So 15 years in the classroom now. So what brought you here to TMI? How were we able to snag you away? <laughs> well, it was kind of unplanned. I wasn't looking to leave uh, Lee High School. I, you know, really enjoyed teaching there. Mm -hmm. um, but Sherry Brown, our mm -hmm. um, English department head, um, put a post in our um, Trinity Matt listserv um, that there was an opening here. Um, and I just, I kind of wrote back to her out of curiosity, like, you know, I've heard of TMI, like, maybe I'll just check things out. Mm -hmm. um, and she invited me to come up for a day um, to tour the campus and to talk to some people. And I really just, I fell in love with it right away. Um, the kids, I was here on a chapel talk day, mm -hmm. and I thought that that was so cool. Um, everyone was just really nice and welcoming. And uh, just after that, it was really hard to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, 12 years is a long time in mm -hmm. one place. So um, after thinking about it and talking to my husband and praying about it, it was just the right move at the right time. Yeah, that's wonderful. What a gift, and lucky for us that we were able to to grab you and get you over here. I think everyone falls in love with the campus as soon as they come out. Yeah, it's a very special place. It is. So for our listeners who don't know, what classes do you teach specifically? Obviously, you're in the English department, so tell me what you teach. Well, I teach all juniors. Um, I teach AP Language and Composition, and then also the English 3 um, Introduction to Rhetoric course. Um, the Introduction to Rhetoric is actually a revamp of the um, college placement course. Um, I submitted a proposal um, before the end of last year. Um, because it used to be a traditional um, survey of American literature course, um, but in my experience with juniors, um, what they really need that year especially is a course that helps them progress and become stronger writers. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, I submitted a proposal with some ideas for a newer updated curriculum, and it was approved. And so far this year, it's been pretty successful. Um, students have given feedback that um, what we're teaching and what we're doing has helped mm -hmm. them on their SATs, their ACTs. Um, and um, I've seen the progression in a lot of our students as, as writers. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm excited about that change. Yeah, that's really great. Well, and one of the things I love about kind of watching you teach. I don't come into your classroom and watch, but I, I kind of watch from You're the peripheral. You're always welcome. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> I know we're always welcome, but I kind of watch from kind of the peripheral areas, and you're always doing fun and creative things. And so tell me a little bit more about your teaching philosophy and, and what's important to you that you see happen in the classroom every day. Well, I have a pretty long answer to this question because um, my teaching philosophy is something that um, I work on um, and 
grow um, as the years progress. And there are some things that I feel very strongly about that are part of my teaching practice. Um, but I also have a nice short answer for you. <laughs> How much time do we have? All the time um, in the world. <laughs> um, the short answer about my teaching philosophy is um, that in my English classroom, everyone needs to be kind and they need to work hard. Mm -hmm. um, however, <laughs> that includes um, that everyday students are engaged in complex and critical thinking. Um, they write effectively about this thinking that they're doing. Um, they need to be engaged in thoughtful discussions um, that not only uh, about beliefs that they already hold, but mm -hmm. also belief, uh, things that challenge those beliefs. Um, I really like to do interdisciplinary things whenever mm -hmm. possible so that they don't just come into English class thinking that they're in this English bubble, mm -hmm. um, but that um, all of the content areas are intertwined. Do you collaborate with some of the other teachers or not yet or um, planning to do there, some in the future maybe? There have been conversations and mm -hmm. I can't wait for those conversations to come to mm -hmm. fruition Good. one day. Good. Um, yeah. It's a goal. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, writing conferences are a huge part of my teaching practice. Um, I never send kids away to mm -hmm. write on their own in its entirety. Of course, mm -hmm. they have to do some writing in their, <laughs> on their own time. Um, but I have a classroom set up where we sit in a circle. Mm -hmm. um, there are days of class that are committed to students writing and if they get stuck or have a question i'm there to help them through that speed bump um, eventually that progresses into students helping each other mm -hmm. through some peer writing activities um, i also feel it's very important to stu for students to um, do some metacognition to mm -hmm. learn about learning um, and also um, I think it's very important that student voice is valued in the classroom and mm -hmm. that they are valued as people and humans um, because if they don't feel welcome, um, they'll never engage. Mm -hmm. That's key, especially for English and communicating. We need them to engage. Absolutely. So just as your philosophy has evolved over the years that you've been teaching, how has your have your teaching methods, have they evolved over time as we start to embrace new technologies and different ideas and just changes with trends in teaching? Have, how have those changed and developed over the years? Well, absolutely. I mean, I can remember my internship year, uh, you know, 15 years ago and even my first years of teaching, you know, using an overhead projector. <laughs> and those were almost on their way out, but not quite. And, you know, here we are. Those are those are vintage yeah. now, I think. Um, now, did you use one when you taught your stuffed animals? Did you have the mock kind of makeshift projector? And Do you know, I begged my parents for one, um, <laughs> and they finally relented and bought me some of the overhead projector transparencies mm -hmm. and some vis-a-vis -vis markers. <laughs> but, I, you know, I didn't get the full experience until I became a teacher. So that, that was a proud moment. <laughs> um, but I just I can remember over the years conversations about, you know, sustained silent reading in the classroom. You know, yes, we must do this. Mm. No, it's taking up too much time. Now we're back to, yes, you know, reading in the classroom during class time is valuable. Um, I can remember when um, writing in a spiral 
during mm-hmm. class that was called journaling. Um, then it was called writer's notebooks. Now everything is, you know, now we have technology for everything. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's these trends. Um, I hate to call them trends because, you know, they're grounded in, mm-hmm. in good best practice. The change of the times. Yeah, they just change and it's, um, it's important to, to engage in conversations with, with colleagues and just with the profession in general about this. And I'm so thankful to Jill Cross um, for all of the professional development mm-hmm. opportunities that she offers, both here on campus and her willingness to send us to, um, to, to credible um, professional development opportunities. Um, over the summer, I was at uh, ISTE in mm-hmm. Chicago, um, a conference mostly about te- technology. Um, and I've been to others, School Reform Initiative, um, some very powerful conversations there about equity mm-hmm. um, and um, College Board um, to stay up on all things AP in the English mm-hmm. classroom. Um, so I know that pendulum will keep swinging and there will be new and evolving trends um, in all things education. You just got to just got to stay current. <laughs> just got to keep up. And, you know, grade papers and plan <laughs> lessons and care about kids. A couple you of know. those things. Yeah, just change. in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> well, so in your classroom, you do a lot of creative projects, everything from things like book talks and chalk talks, and you find creative ways for students to present their work. So tell me about some of the projects that you found students really enjoy over the past. Yeah, well, um, I hope they enjoy them all, but <laughs> but what it really comes down to is I hope that at some at least one point in the year, students find um, a way that they can present um, and express their learning in a way that they're comfortable with, mm-hmm. and then at another time in a way that makes them um, push their boundaries a little bit, um, try something um, new and different for them. Mm. Um, so it's. You know, I hate to pit one project or activity above another. <laughs> they're all great. Um, just that, you know, they're all, they all provide different experiences. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's intentional. So um, you mentioned the book talks. Those are about to start up uh, next week. Just looked at my calendar mm-hmm. and went, oh, I sh- oh <laughs> there's a few emails I need to send after this meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that is when uh, every junior is going to select a uh, nonfiction book. Mm-hmm. Um, most were generously provided by the uh, TMI Family Association. Oh, so show, uh, shout out and yes. thank you. <laughs> um, so and every book was recommended by a TMI fa- uh, faculty or staff member. Mm-hmm. So at the culmination of students reading their book and doing some activities in class, um, each student will have a book talk with the faculty or staff member that recommended that book. So students get very excited about that and also a little nervous, mm-hmm. a good kind of nervous too. Yeah. And um, when I did this last year with just a, a small group of pilot students mm-hmm. to see Was how that the, the first year, last it, year, did yeah, you last year, um, just a small group of pilot students, um, just great feedback uh, from the adults that participated and also the students. Mm-hmm. So um, expanded it this year to all juniors and how wonderful yeah we'll what see a great how that experience goes. for them to be able to talk about the book with someone who who's not a peer and so 
forces right. them to maybe put in a little bit more effort knowing that, all right, we've got to have a real conversation to <laughs> right, exactly. to do this. Yeah, so authentic audience is really important. Now, do you have any particular special project that you look forward to the most every single year? Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, students just in, you know, with the variety of projects always continue to impress with their the depth of their knowledge mm-hmm. and the hard work that they put in um, to, to do their best work. That's good. So aside from teaching, you've also fully immersed yourself in the TMI community. You're a sponsor of the National Honor Society, and you even participated in the fall play. So tell me a little bit more about the various student groups that you serve as a faculty sponsor for and what you do outside of just teaching in the classroom. Well, like you said, the fall play was an experience like none other for me. Mm -hmm. Um, You mentioned at the beginning I graduated from a performing arts Mm -hmm. high school, so I have been on stage before, but um, I was mostly a ballerina. I was dancing Mm -hmm. on stage, so I never had to get on stage and speak. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when Mary asked uh, me last fall or last spring, sorry, Mm -hmm. you know, if I would be in the play and just be be a few lines, just be this (laughs) role of of a mother. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, I could do that. No problem. She hands me the script this fall. I was like, oh, my gosh. So but it just turned out to be a wonderful experience um, working with the cast and Mm -hmm. and working um, side by side with the students. Yeah, it was it was so fun. It was a lot of time. Um, a faculty member asked me, well, would you do it all over again? And the answer is absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. So maybe not for another few years, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I would. Um, and yes, I'm the NHS faculty sponsor. Um, we have a great group of officers this year. They're so involved and so excited to make all kinds of projects happen. Um, we had the um, Essay Reads Book Drive Mm -hmm. Um, led by our secretary, Melody Emstead. Um, We had the uh, gingerbread house Mm -hmm. contest. I think Father Scott talked about that in uh, the last Padre cast. Yeah, so that was just so much fun, headed up by... um, (laughs) Yeah, right, yes, definitely. Um, Mary Warder, our treasurer. Um, Just this past weekend, we participated in a habitat build um, that was put together by Caden Fink, our community relations... Mm -hmm. um, officer and we have some more exciting events uh, coming up this spring so we'll have to stay tuned Mm -hmm. um, and let the officers let us know what those are but there are exciting plans in the works. Now are they all student driven events? Do the students plan and choose what they're going to do? The students, uh, the officers meet um, about once a month Mm -hmm. um, and they do all of the planning, make all of the contacts. Um, I just have them, you know, I provide my phone number, mm-hmm. my email, just in case any of those contacts, you know, have questions for an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this again? Yeah. <laughs> Are you, you know, but so far, um, none of that has been needed. All of the students have just taken care of everything. And all That's I have to great. do sometimes is just show up. So <laughs> <laughs> participate. Yeah. And the NHS students, they have a little bit higher community service hour requirement. Is that correct? Right. The NHS students uh, have to complete 24 hours mm-hmm. of community service per year. 
So let's jump back to your classroom for a minute. Do mm-hmm. you have any new projects or lessons that are maybe in the works you can give us a preview about that you're going to be maybe coming up this semester or maybe planning for next year? Well, um, my students will hopefully tell you that she always has a plan. Um, so yes, there is a plan. <laughs> um, but I invite you to, um, or any members of the community, just to come in. The door is open mm-hmm. and you're invited to come and learn with us. Um, or you can follow me on my Twitter. It's at Alice underscore Bilbrey. And mm-hmm. it's it's a education Twitter. It's student-friendly, family-friendly. Um, I'm always posting about teaching ideas or what students are doing in the classroom. Yeah. So um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything that's coming <laughs> up, but you're welcome to check it out. <laughs> so follow online to yes. find out as they're happening the yes. new and exciting things. Yes, oh, that's great. That's great. So what are some of the key? You kind of touched on it earlier, but is there any big key lesson or idea that you hope at the end of the year that your students will carry with them for life? So, right, this is the big question. And um, I will say, I will start by saying that my classroom, that learning to me is never about something like, did you get the comma correct in the Mm -hmm. sentence? Or is your MLA heading perfect? Um, If that's all you walk away um, from my class with, then I've failed at mm-hmm. my job, and I'm so sad about that. If all um, you remember is a comma. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, now, any students listening, that's not to say that I won't take a point off for your comma here. <laughs> but <laughs> the big things are things like empathy and complex thinking and having a better understanding for each other as humans mm-hmm. um, and making connections um, and just that um, – knowing that you students are loved and respected. Um, And if we've done a little bit of English on the side, Mm -hmm. awesome. (laughs) Or if we've learned some of those lessons through reading and conversation, then that's my biggest hope. That's a great lesson, a great message too. So as we get ready to wrap up, I have a few more fun, a little bit more lighthearted questions to ask you that will give us a deeper look into the mind and heart of Alice. Uh-oh. <laughs> so let's start with our first one. How do you prepare for each day when you wake up? Are there any routines that you like to follow to prepare yourself for the day? Uh, so my husband will tell you that I wake up as cranky as possible, <laughs> um, but that's just not entirely true. It's just that I haven't had my coffee yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like getting to school really early. Mm-hmm. Um, I have yet to beat Mr. Marks here. His what car time? is always the first. And I, what time are you both arriving? Is, I get here sometimes as early as six. And he's already um, here. And he's already here. <laughs> he must get here. I don't even want to know when. Oh, wow. um, but maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like to get here, ha- just have some peace and quiet to get things mm-hmm. in order for the day. Um, I'll head over to the refectory to fill up my, have my water mug and my coffee mug, Mm -hmm. get those filled up. And then, you know, by about seven, my classroom is, um, is open for any students Mm -hmm. who want to come just have that quiet space in the morning or like when it's freezing outside, my classroom's open and warm. (laughs) Um, yeah, so that's my morning. That's a great morning. That's a great routine. Really prepare you for the, the chaos of the day. Right. (laughs) So what has been your most memorable moment from teaching here at TMI? 
This is such an unfair question. This is like asking an English teacher what their favorite book is. You know, I can't. They're all my favorite. Right? I can't pick just one. It's impossible. Um, but I think most recently, you know, I'll talk about the Habitat build this weekend. It's always just so fun to see students working together, um, being servant leaders, performing service. Um, and, and having fun. There mm-hmm. were lots of laughs that day. Um, lots of great memories it's created. beautiful weather, too, right? Well, it was cold, cold and it was but windy. Sunny. But then, <laughs> Oh, that was the windy day. Right, but then the sun came out, and, and we were okay. We, we, we pushed through. Everyone pushed yeah. through. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, what is something that most people don't know about you? So I think a lot of people know, but maybe not, that um, I take cello lessons. I've been playing the cello for um, almost two full years now. Um, Every Wednesday, I I go to my cello lesson. And it's so interesting being a brand new learner Mm -hmm. of something, and it often humbles me. It reminds me as a teacher um, that what it's like to struggle at something and be brand new at something. Um, So that when I see my students um, learning something new and and struggling through it and working hard, um, you know, I think sometimes the default for teachers who have been doing, you know, who are experts Mm -hmm. in their content areas, it's like, well, why don't, you know, why don't you know where to put that comma? Like, it's Mm -hmm. so obvious. Um, But Playing cello has reminded me, you know, it's not always obvious. It's right. It takes hard work. Um, it takes and practice to, and to lead you through. And right. So it's it's something that I enjoy, and it's, you know, the byproduct is it's taught me about my own teaching too. How wonderful! Right. What a great perspective to um, get that. So, but a lot of people I think know that I play the cello, but here's the. Mm-hmm. Maybe not thing that people don't know. Um, if I weren't an English teacher, I would be a science teacher. Science is oh, really? my Your next love. My or? next love, and <laughs> by no means am I an expert at it. Um, but it's it's always just been so interesting um, to me. And kind of going back to my t- uh, teaching philosophy, that we don't have to be one track learners, right? Mm-hmm. There's all of the disciplines are are interconnected, and it's so important to be curious about things and you know whether it's music or language or art or science you know it's all connected and just it's so important to have that love of learning yeah and to share that with kids because you might not see that when you're young but as you get older you definitely understand and see how everything overlaps and really connects right well is there anything we didn't get a chance to talk about today that you wanted to maybe share Um, I don't think so. I'm just looking forward to a great rest of the the school year. I know we have Founders Day coming up Mm -hmm. um, and all of our team meetings for that. Um, Go Orange. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we got a busy year ahead. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for giving us a deeper look at some of the individual pieces of what makes a TMI education so special. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Steph. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www 
www.tmi-sa.org.